Ciao ragazzi! This is Katie Portanova, and you're listening to Florence and Me. I'm a lover of stories and all things Italian, and I'm going to bring you all that in this podcast. My intention is to inspire you to step out of your comfort zone and explore life and travel the world. Join me as I tell you my story and many others about Italy and my love, Florence. Andiamo! Ciao a tutti! Uh, It's Katie again. Welcome to Florence and Me. And I'm glad you're here. Glad you're listening. Um, I just um, started using this app called Wisdom. I don't know if any if any of you are on that. Um, so I'm doing like random talks on there. So if you ever want to pop on there, it's kind of cool because you talk to people you don't know. And a lot of podcasters are using it. So if you're a podcaster, it's, it's really, really cool. Um, so I'm talking a lot about travel and obviously Italy on there. So, but anyway, that that's why it's giving me a lot of um, things to think about and talk about for my next podcast episode. So here I am. So I I was talking to this guy. His name is Spud Hilton. He used to work for the San Francisco Chronicle. And uh, he and I have been having a couple talks the past couple of days. And he's given me a lot of ideas about travel. And since he's a travel writer and I, this one talk we did the other day, um, his, the title of the talk was How Travel Changed My Life. And I wanted to touch on some of the um, experiences I've had that has changed my life because I've traveled and because I've, um, you know, left my homeland, my home country to go and live in Florence. Um, So I guess I would like you to think about, you know, what what has changed for you when you travel? Maybe think about those things like, or maybe you haven't traveled yet. And you're like, damn, like I want to, I want to travel. I want to see the world through different eyes. And, and that's usually when I talk to people that haven't traveled, maybe younger people in their twenties, um, that I, I remember feeling like at 2021, 20, like how invincible I was to travel. So I, I, I encourage you, implore you, I use that word a lot, to travel. If it's not study abroad, you take a sabbatical, or a year after you graduate from college, just travel. Uh, There's a lot of jobs where 20-year-olds can make ends meet by writing blog posts or doing videos, I guess, on YouTube now. It's a lot more high-tech than when I was living in Florence. But uh, I that is my disclaimer here, disclaimer, or... Uh, not disclaimer, what it's the word, like, uh, the more you know <laughs> um, from the after school specials, um, travel changes your life. Travel opens your eyes. Travel gives you a different perspective, even on how your home country depicts other countries and the, their, um, the way we react to other nationalities as a whole. Um, Anyway, so how travel has changed me? Well, if you've been listening up to this far, this is a lucky number 20 episode. Um, So 
I have talked a lot about how travel has changed me and how the experiences I've had alone, traveling alone as a woman and finding my way through the Italian bureaucracy that is incredibly confusing at times. Thank God for friends. Um, it, it, it showed me at least this one particular aspect of traveling and, and living abroad more. So living abroad, I guess I'm going to kind of touch on a little bit is that really when you put your mind to something and you, and you take the right steps, the right, it happens where you want to be. Now, Another topic that, again, I might go off on tangents, as I do. Um, (laughs) Another thing I was thinking about just today is um, the idea of happiness. Where, when I thought, I moved to Florence, I will be happy. That's it. I thought I was going to be incredibly happy. Not every day I was happy, but I was incredibly grateful I was in the city that I had strived to live in and make a living in for over nine years before that. Like, because in 2002, I I studied abroad, maybe eight years. It took me to really find my way and, and make it, make the move. And it was like the best feeling because I did it. And I had it in my mind to to take the risk and to use all my credit cards as much as possible (laughs) and pay off my credit cards. And when I came back after three months stints as a, as a nanny, as a mm, a travel writer. And then the first time I just went there in 2005 to, um, to learn Italian. So I didn't make any money. (laughs) I just spent all my money. So I think I think there's something to be said about just in general putting your mind to what your passion is. And if your passion is travel and maybe it's not just to one place, maybe it's to all a bunch of countries that you have on your bucket list. I say do it. Because once you find a way to do it, you can do all the thing, other things that you really want to do. I mean, honestly, it it works out. It really does. I'm not just you know, boasting false, um, false hopes for you because it's, it, it's possible. It's possible. So how travel has changed my life. The first thing I'm going to touch on is, um, I think travel changed the way I interact with people. So when I moved back, how many times <laughs> when I moved back permanently outside of Chicago with my now husband, um, I realized how much and how often I wasn't being seen or heard by my family, my siblings, um, strangers, uh, coworkers. It, it was, I, I felt that the internet and the, the, the cell phone movement, the, the smartphone movement really took a toll on my family and on the people I love and my friends. And it was, um, it was hard to see. 
And me and Stefano realized when we came back, and again, if I've repeated this this story before, I apologize. But when we came back, or when we moved over in 2013, he would say to me, he's like, why is everybody on their phones? Because we had just gotten our first smartphone, iPhones, iPhone 4S, in 2012. So just a year before we moved over. And we weren't like that with our phones when we were with people. When we would go out to dinner with our friends, we would put our phones away. I mean, if we took a picture or something, then we put it away. So when I interact with people now, I make it a point to keep my phone in my purse or in my pocket um, and just really try to connect with them and ask them what they're about, ask them their story. I miss that. I miss that feeling even on airplanes where where people would just kind of turn to you and start talking to you and say, hey, okay, if you need to go to the bathroom, just let, just wake me up kind of thing. And we did to get that in Stefano on our trip um, over in July. There was this um, this rabbi from South Africa who sounded so cool what he was doing. And the stories he was telling us, and I mean, we didn't talk for very long, but just at the beginning when we were taking off, I'm just like, how cool. Like, I was just so interested. But obviously, you don't want to like bother him with like, I mean, some people talk the whole time. If you meet somebody on the plane, I've heard these stories. But again, you know, you don't want to be like a nag or like a annoying, <laughs> um, you know, seatmate because you're asking all these questions. But on my way back in September, there was this young girl that was sitting next to me and I really wanted to talk to her. I just had a feeling she had a story, um, but she was really enticed and, and, and really like enthralled with her phone. And I was trying to get her eye, catch her eye, and like she just she wouldn't give me her eye. And I'm like, okay. Um, so yeah, I mean, how I interact with people, I do my best to be present. And that's been a running theme on this podcast is to be present and to be... Um, to allow others to be seen and heard as well as hopefully allowing those people that are seen and heard to vice versa and reciprocate you being seen and heard um, in the, in the conversation or whatever interaction you have with them. So that for sure has, has definitely impacted my life with travel because I I started traveling when there were no cell phones. Um, If there were cell phones, it was, you know, the cell phone where I would have to get a different SIM card when I got to Italy and and a different phone. And now we have just like these unlimited packages where you can just open up, you know, Verizon has a travel pass and there you go. (laughs) Like there's no more hassle um, to have a phone there especially GPS if you're driving. So yeah, travel has changed the way I interact with people and how I want to learn about people and interact and, and learn their stories and talk to them more. And that's what I definitely did in um, September, which if you listened to my last podcast episode where I was getting emotional again, Katie's emotional, that's what she is, um, when I was talking about all the awesome people that I met. Um, the second thing that has changed my life because of travel is how I see things. And I'll try to explain this. Like 
it's just not physical things, but like how I see different perspectives. I I had a lot of different groups of people that I hung out with when I lived in Florence and people from a lot of different countries. People with a lot of different viewpoints. And being able to accept people where they are, it was hard at first, but knowing that Italians and Europeans, I feel like there's some Europeans that are like this as well, but I mean, there are a lot of people like this, not just the Europeans or Italians, but from my experience, I feel like when it comes to something that you disagree on, Italians, I'm just going to stick with Italians, Italians are more willing to discuss both sides to a point, not everybody, okay? Um, They're not so quick to shut you down. But again... Again, this also this always depends on who you're talking to. But this is what I've seen as an observer, not so much in the conversation. Because when Berlusconi was still kind of very popular earlier 2000s, and I was going back and forth from Italy, like there was a lot of discussion with these people that I would sit in these bars and in these cafes, and I would listen to them talk about politics as much as I could understand. And... Even if they kind of shrugged the other person off, if the the viewpoint they didn't agree with, they still listened to them. And they would still give them the benefit of the doubt, being like, okay, I can see that. Or okay. So I hope you understand what I mean <laughs> when I'm talking about. I mean, and then the other side of that is how I look at the beauty that is in this life and the beauty that is in this world, especially in Italy. Um, when I was in Castellón, Fiorentino in September, I, I just loved looking at things and just staring at them and just imagining like what it was like back hundred years ago, medieval Italy, like, like what, what would be going down these streets? Like what would, what would be going on? And when I would walk into churches and and anything, like looking through the countryside, like what was here, you know, 100 years ago, 200 years ago, 400 years ago, like what, what, what was going on in these hills? Why are these villas here? What was this pr- protecting? Like I always, I always, 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 since Italy and Europe in a, as a whole is a lot older than America it has so much history still left in it that you really could, you could just sit there and imagine, like sit in the piazza, piazza della Signoria, and just see like, oh, the Medici like walking with their with their courts and all the noble folk, and then the peasants on the side. Like it just, it, I have all these really cool visions of what it what must have been like. And if you listen to my uh, podcast episode about Orsa Michele, the church really close to Piazza Signoria, that church, when I was even describing it to you guys on the podcast, like I was like imagining what it was like to be getting my grain there, like as a farmer, because that church was outside of the original city walls when Florence was a tiny little, um, 
or actually I think it was inside, whatever, you know what I mean. It was inside, but the farmers would come from outside and was like right at the edge of the, the old city walls, like back in way back when. Um, so yeah, that's the second thing. So how I see things either physically or in a conversation and how people take perspective differently. And, and it's kind of let me kind of lean back in all the the decisiveness and all the, the turmoil that's going on in our country in, in the States, like to really think back going like, why, why is that person thinking like that? Like, why do they believe that? I'm just curious. I'm not judging. You can believe whatever you want to believe, but I just like to see where you're coming from. I guess I'll leave it at that. Um, and the last thing, how travel has changed my life. Um, okay, I'm gonna have I'm gonna have two more. <laughs> um, the third thing is about getting lost. I've spoken about this a lot on here, on on this podcast, and I feel like even in Castellón, Fiorentino, when I was there, um. I specifically got lost. I didn't pull out my phone. Obviously, I, I didn't want to because of my data, when you pull off your GPS in a foreign country and you have a US um, plan, it's quite expensive. So, and it slows down your um, data. So it, it's not smart. Anyway, so I didn't do it because of that. And also because I wanted to figure out my way back to either my apartment or where I was meeting Chelsea at the time. And just the different things that you would see and run into and maybe people, because this town was really small. So the walks I would take, um, there was never crowds like Florence or Rome. So I would run into people on the street and be just like, salve, bonosera. You know, it would, it would just be like a really, a really beautiful meeting. I never had conversations with people, but like, it was just nice to, it was just nice to see people and see the interactions, feel the interactions between another person and also just look around myself. Like as I would come to like a kind of an overlook because Castellón was kind of like, is on top of this hill. So it was like, it was beautiful to see like at different angles, what the city provides, like different viewpoints and different points of view and different, um, vistas that I incredibly enjoyed, by the way. Again, thanks to Chelsea for this that opportunity. It was amazing. Um, but when I would get lost in Florence, I, I did it specifically to, again, figure out my way back before cell phones and to find maybe new places to go. Maybe I'd find a cute restaurant or a cute um, enoteca or um, a cute boutique shop. I like how I kept saying cute. <laughs> and maybe I would run into my friend Pasquale because as I told you guys before, I would always run into him on the street. I kid you not. It's like I summoned him. And there were times that I remember walking a specific way and I'm just like, oh, it'd be so cool if I saw Pasquale. And I would. I would turn the corner and there, would be, there he would be. My little guru, my little magical man. Um... And he would be there. So getting lost in a city that you don't know, I recommend. 
I recommend you can keep your phone with you, but I recommend, you know, don't fight the urge of getting onto your GPS and figuring out what street you're on. Just walk around the city. Just walk around the city, walk around the city center. Um, And if you do actually get lost, it's okay. You're going to find your way back. I know this. I mean... I I incredibly, I believe that everybody will find their way back. If you plan on immersing yourself in a culture, immersing yourself in a city, you always find your way back where you need to be. I believe it. And I think there's a fourth thing, and now I forgot what it was. Um... Oh yeah. So this thing that I was talking about with Spud earlier or earlier this week, rather, um, he asked me how travel changed my life and, and how it kind of changed the trajectory of my life basically. And I think, and I totally forgot about this story until I told him. And when I was a student in 2002, I was in um, Fiesole. I was living in Fiesole with a bunch of the other students in this hotel called Villa Bonelli. And there's a pub at the in the main piazza as you walk down the hill. And at the time, I think it was called... It was JJ something. I don't remember what it's called now, but it's called something else. Anyway, if any of my um, ex-students um, that were study abroad... Um, participants with me um hello hello <laughs> you guys know what pub this is um and i remember talking to masi the the bartender at this pub and it was one of the first it was probably the first few times we went to this pub um me and the girls and the and the guys of this study abroad group and i was adamant about understanding and learning how to pronounce this phrase, vorrei un bicchiere di vino rosso. I would like a glass of red wine. And Max spoke really good English. Massi, he wanted us to call him Max, but Max spoke really well. And he wouldn't let he wouldn't serve me the glass of red wine until I said it until until I pronounced it correctly. And it was a really amazing feeling in my body when I don't know if I actually pronounced it correctly if he was just like bored with me but um but when I did then he you know he gave me the glass of wine and something lit up inside me I felt like a a a salsa like a like a, a jolt um like an earthquake in my body that that said that that basically I said out loud I'm going to live here and I said that to my um I said that to my other, um, my, my friends there, the other students. I'm like, guys, I'm living here. I'm going to find a way to live here. And they all like kind of brush me off like, oh, no, you're not, Katie. That's incredible. I'm like, why would you? That's so crazy. That's so hard. Who would do that? And I proved them wrong. <laughs> and I made my life here. There. See, I always think I'm there. <laughs> I always think I'm still the Lord's. So, yeah, I mean... That changed my life. And I even remember coming home telling my parents, I'm going to move there. I'm going to live there. And they're like, okay, that sounds fun. 
I don't think they t- I don't think they talked me down to it. Um, but they thought like, I don't know how you're going to do that, but that's a good dream kind of thing. So yeah. So how has travel changed your life? Think about that. Or maybe think about your next trip because guys, borders are opening. It'll be great for you to travel to Italy. If you'd like, if you'd like to come with me, June, 2022, head over to my website, trulyitaly.tours and see if that retreat, the retreat I'm offering, will be something you would like. And if you need any trip consulting, if you are having uh, trouble planning a trip to Tuscany and you need some help, contact me, trulyitalytours at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, guys. Ciao, ciao for now. A presto. I am beyond grateful for you listening to my podcast right now. I am so excited to share my journey of living abroad and all of my stories of Florence and Italy and all the places in between that I've visited. If this has reached you in any way and you would like to continue, please subscribe now. Also, go check out my website, trulyitaly.tours, for all my travel experiences. Ci si vede. Ciao.